Hey everyone, uh, Jason Klein here. I'm the senior minister here at Refocus Christian Church, uh, located in Fallonsby, West Virginia. I just want to say uh, thank you so much for listening to our content. Uh, feel free to share or like or leave any comments you have. Uh, we're always looking to engage with people. Uh, what are some questions you have? What are some things that you might be learning? Uh, and at the same time, if you want to know more about us, check us out at refocuschurch.com, uh, which also has a link to our Facebook there. Uh, and so it just has uh, upcoming events, things that are going on, uh, sermon series that we're in. Uh, so once again, thanks for being a part of this. Thank you for listening in. And as always, please feel free to share and comment or like, because uh, we want to make sure that we're trying to reach as many people possible uh, with the good news of Jesus Christ. All right. Have a great day. Hey, uh, good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening. Uh, whatever time you listen to this. Hey, I um, listen. I don't even know where to really start this particular podcast. Uh, it's complicated, um, and and I'm I'm hesitant because it's it's not. Listen, I'm I'm speaking on matters that I I don't fully understand. Uh, and I'm aware of that, you know, I think sometimes we forget that we kind of live in a bubble a little bit, um, you know, our own little personal bubble. We're not exposed to the reality of everything that goes on in the world all the time or when we do hear about things going on and, uh, tends to be after the fact and, and everyone has an opinion and listen, I just... I just want to make it clear that this is my opinion on the matter. Um, so take that for what it's worth. But I just want to talk a little bit about some recent events. And, and I'm talking about what happened in Tennessee. <clears throat> um, listen, it, it's it's tragic that, <clears throat> that stuff like that still happens in the world. Um I have a seven-year-old and a three, a four-year-old and a one-year-old. Uh, one of them is in public school right now. So I think mentally uh, I'm aware of, of the situation and what's going on. It kind of puts me in a different thought process uh, as, a, as a parent with kids. Uh, it doesn't mean I, I understand completely what's going on. It just means that I do understand what is happening or I can feel a sense of urgency about it, I guess, if that makes sense. And then the other side of it, and this is the side that I don't really know a whole lot about, and it's, you know, as we found out, uh, the the person who committed these crimes was someone of the, the trans community. I'm not, once again, I'm not really trying to speak to that because I, I don't know any enough about that to really offer a good opinion. Uh, I know what the world says. I know kind of what the the running view of it is, and I know a little bit about the politics of it, and even the the politics of guns. But like I said, not enough to be an expert. So please don't mistake this as me coming across as having the answer. What I know though. And what I've experienced is that there's there's a lot happening in this world. 
there was a lot of chaos. There was a lot of um, frustration around uh, the country and what freedom looks like and politics. And, you know, every time an event like this happens, we we go one of two directions. And in this case, I think we either blame the guns, which is kind of the, the go-to, and, and, and we start calling for laws and rules. And, and like I said, I'm not an expert, man. I don't – I own a gun. That's it. That's all I can tell you. Um, but I, I'm not an expert on guns at all, but I know when stuff like this happens, that's where we go. And in this case, now we're, we're talking about someone of the trans community and, and of course, you know, the, the conversation goes to mental health and, and what's going on there. And, and regardless of where you stand on the topic, I think if we're all being honest with ourselves that the mental health in this country is a problem. Uh, we have a, a culture that is uh, confused, um, not not just in, in, in that way, but just, I think, in general. I mean, we hear so many stories, and, and one side of the narrative says this, one side of the narrative says that, and every celebrity and every movie has an, an agenda, it feels, that they're trying to make things happen, and, and politics are chaotic, and... You have people that even in the church and say one thing and they behave another. And listen, it's just it's a very complicated time in the world that we live in. And and when I say that the generation we have is confused, it's because they hear so many different things. They just came through what we would call a pandemic, even if you don't call it that. They came through a very difficult time trying to process life and what's happening and there's so many things out there and social media makes so many things available it's just listen it's it's chaos this has got to be one of the most overwhelmed generations currently there's so much going on there's so much happening everyone has a thought everyone has an opinion i listen i even sharing this, uh, not that I regret it, because I feel like it's going to talk through things, but but I don't, <laughs> I don't want people to think I'm I'm doing this because I because I have the answer or the solution because I, I don't. I just, I think I just I want to make sure that I feel like at minimum I should have a voice in what's happening. And 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 here here's what I do know though. I I know what's causing all of this. I do believe that. Uh, I do believe that, and, and if you pay attention to anything that I say, uh, you notice that I'm a minister. So obviously I have uh, a church background. I'm a Christian. I follow Jesus. Theology is something that, that I've spent a better part of my later life studying and probably will continue to do so. So my my perspective, and, and I and I think when I say that I know the answer, that, that the problem in the world is is not it's not guns, it's not the transgender community, it it's sin. Sin has has deeply corrupted us. We 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 don't talk about this enough, and and it makes sense. Because if if you don't come from any kind of faith background, you you don't really even acknowledge that sin exists. But 
But from a theological perspective, and what I believe the Bible has taught me and taught us is, is that way back when, when Adam and Eve sinned, when they ate of that fruit and they disobeyed God, that that immediate disobedience brought something into the world that would continue to corrupt the world. And and you and I are corrupted by sin. It's listen, it's it's the short answer to why evil exists. It it's the short answer to why we can't trust our feelings sometimes. Just because I feel something doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that that's a good thing because sin has corrupted the body. It's the it's the reason why we have death and disease. I mean, but all of that I I think goes back to sin. It it it's really kind of messed everything up. We we don't acknowledge that though. We 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 skirt around it. We don't talk about it. We, we're so quick to blame everyone else and everything else that, that what we don't do is, is we don't go back to the core of the problem. The other thing that I know and that I'm fairly confident in is, is that you and I are in, in a spiritual warfare with unseen things. My enemy is not my neighbor. My enemy is not the, the transgender, the LGBTQ community. My, my, my enemy is, is, not, is not a physical person at all. It, it, it's Satan. He, he's the, the great deceiver. He, he's the one that, that's corrupted things. He's the one that, that's in the way. He's the one that, that's pulling the strings and, and making all these things happen. And, and every time we don't talk about him, he wins a little bit. Because when stuff like this happens, we immediately point figure, uh, fingers from one side of the aisle to the other. So if you're a Republican, it's the Democrats' fault. If you're a Democrat, it's the Republicans' fault. If you're straight, it's the uh, the homosexuals' fault. If you're homosexual, it's the straight person's fault. Uh, if you're a gun owner, it's the non-gun owner's fault. If you're not a gun owner, it's the gun. I mean, we are so quick to just point fingers back and forth that, that the entire time what we miss is that, that he, by he, I mean, Satan's the problem. He's the, the, the problem. He is the one that is creating division. He's the one that wants to see all this turmoil and all of this unrest. That's what he lives for. He's a deceiver. He, he's trying to take as many people with him as possible. And, and the way he does that is, is he distracts us from the root of the problem. And, and that's the fact that, that he is the problem. And that we're in a, a spiritual battle with him. And, and on top of that, that sin has corrupted us. We, we don't talk about sin, so therefore, because we don't realize that sin has corrupted us, we, we ignore that, and then we act like the way we feel and the things we do are okay because it's, well, it's normal. 
and that's how I feel, and that makes it okay. But but when you when you go back and you really look and you pay attention, if you understand how much sin has corrupted us, then then you have to at least admit to yourself that there's something in me that's not right. My heart is is deceitful. My body, my mind, it's it's tainted. Listen, I know, I know you might listen to this and you might not agree with me, and and that's okay. I'm not. It's, and it's not that I don't love you. It's not that I don't care. I do. I just I think we're missing it. I think we're missing the problem. And the problem is is the sin that's in our lives that that's really destroyed everything. Listen, sin took so much away from us. It took us from a perfect place where we walked with God unhindered to, to the world of chaos that you and I live in now, but but we don't talk about it. Because the the moment you start getting rid of God, the moment you start realizing that you know, you start talking about that sin doesn't exist, and then it becomes a you and a me thing. And then it's the way I feel versus the way you feel. And then you're right versus I'm wrong, or vice versa, or whatever, but but it becomes very much focused on the here and now, but but when you acknowledge that there is a God, when you acknowledge that there is a standard of morality, when you understand the story, and that, that sin corrupted things, and that there is a real devil, uh, there's a Satan you know, who's out there, Lucifer is out there destroying things uh, because he can and he wants to and it's fun. And, and when you understand corruption, you, you have to stop and look and say, okay, maybe I'm not the most reliable source. Maybe the way I feel is not the most reliable way to feel. Maybe maybe my morality shouldn't be based on what I think is good and bad. And, and listen, the, the problem with that is the moment morality becomes subjective, we have a problem. Because then anyone can do whatever they want, and really it all comes down to how you feel. And then how do you have a, a culture and a society with rules and laws if no one can agree on what's right or, right or wrong? And so... We are distracted, greatly distracted. You know, I saw over the last couple of days with the events of, that have happened. And, and listen, I would love to say it's going to be the last time, but I don't think it will. What I saw was... was Reactions that were kind of baffling to me. There were people that were praying for the students and the teachers who were killed. And then in the same breath, the same video, the same Facebook post, they were wishing torment and hell on the person who had done the killing. There were people who were applauding the the young lady, young man, whatever you want to call her. And so I'm not trying to be rude, but sometimes it's just a lot to follow. 
they were applauding what was done and almost saw it as retribution. I feel bad for both. I, I feel bad and I pray for the young lives that are lost. No one should have to bury their kid, man. I pray for the teachers who lost their lives, who went to school that day thinking that it was just going to be another normal day, probably looking forward to the weekend or maybe summer break. I pray for all the the teachers and the kids and the families who survived and and the trauma and and, and really just the the fear that's going to be instilled. And and I pray that I feel sorry for the shooter that for whatever reason she felt like this was the last option. That she never felt loved and embraced and and that and that she felt as if no one cared. And I know, listen, that's hard, man, that, that that's hard to say because it's someone who took lives, but at the same time it's someone who who I believe had a broken life. And and, and somewhere along the line we missed it. The the community that was supposed to rally around her missed it. Who knows? Maybe she felt hated by the very Christians whose lives she took. Maybe she felt as if the church had slighted her. I don't know all the evidence, but it looks like she might have gone to the school. Maybe maybe she didn't hear the message of grace and hope and love. Maybe she was made to feel guilty or shameful because she was wrestling with feelings that she didn't understand. I, I'm not listen, I'm not trying to justify anything, but but can we step back for a moment and realize that when Jesus died, he, he, the death on that cross was just as much for her as it was for me. And I feel sad because of all the lives that were lost. That young lady probably never found the peace she was looking for. Like I said, man, we... We live in a society that's confused and chaotic and and hate is spewed at almost every turn. I don't know the answer. I don't know the solution to stop it, but, but what I know is that until we are willing to address the problem of sin that exists in our lives, we're never really going to be set free. Until we stop relying so much on how we feel and just trust in God with our lives. Listen, Jesus made a way. He, 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 he took care of the sin problem. He overcame it. He, he died. He rose again. And, and I know, I'm, I'm assuming you believe that when you hear that. And, and if you don't, then, 
that's a different conversation because that that's my starting point that i i believe with everything in me that that jesus took care of it that that he handled the sin problem and and that the moment you accept him the moment you realize how much he loves you and what he's done for you you start to to work on that in your own life you become aware of it and and you work through those things and and you realize that they're still there and it's still a struggle but but you hope and you pray and you continue to seek and you allow God to transform you, but 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 until you acknowledge that sin is a problem, that's never going to happen. Until we collectively, as a culture, acknowledge that 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 sin has corrupted the way we feel, that we have deceitful hearts, that this is not how it's supposed to be, that the confusion and the chaos all stems from the spiritual battle that you and I are facing, until we acknowledge that collectively, nothing's going to change. It's going to continue to happen. People are going to continue to do bad things. And it's not just about us telling people that the way they're living are wrong, but but living in a way that models how how God has changed us and and then showing them love and grace and helping them understand that God that that, that, that Jesus can help them through their own life and their own struggles and their own battles with whatever their battle is. It saddens me. It saddens me that stuff like this has to happen. It's moments like this that I wish Jesus would return sooner than later. But until that happens, what are we going to do? Until we can help people understand the need for Jesus... And acknowledge the sin in their own life. And and show them the transformational power of what it means to have a relationship with God. We're not changing anything. I think the answer is easy. I just don't think we're listening. Hey everyone, thanks so much for checking out this week's podcast. Hey, if you want to learn more about our church, check us out at refocuschurch.com or look us up on Facebook at Refocus Christian Church. We're located in Fallonby, West Virginia. Uh, we'd love to have you and your family out. Come check out and see what God is doing in our people, in our community, in our church. All right, later.